Hello. What's up? What's up? Nothing much. How are you, Eleven? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little bit nervous, but oh, there's no need to be nervous here. A bunch of goofballs. Yeah, it's just the beginning. I think. Totally understand. Well, either way, this is uh, this will definitely be a fantastic interview. <laughs> well, can you hear me well? Because I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, how was your day today, Eleven? Um, it was quite stressful. I picked up my fiance from the airport. Um, other than that, I was just chilling and preparing the drop, basically. Nice. How, how, uh, well, I, I don't want to get into it before, uh, to, I want to wait, I want to wait for people to show up, but, uh, um, we're going to give Alucard a, a minute to, uh, figure out his situation right now with accepting the request to get on up here. Um, and if we have technical difficulties, I guess I will fill in, but hopefully we can get him up here. All right. Yeah, Hopefully. I was going to say, all of a sudden, I realized the space was starting, and I was like, wait, I didn't know I was hosting anything today. So <laughs> I like panicked for a split second, so I hope that we can uh, we can get things settled here. Yeah, I would like to speak to him. I didn't get the chance to, actually. Oh, all right, we got a request. There we go. <laughs> Moment of truth. Oh, man. I guess that Colorado Wi-Fi is pretty brutal, huh? <laughs> that that mountain connection. Damn. What's going on? I don't know. I just, I know Triz, he's always telling us, we got to go out there. We got to go live out there. And, you know, now we can't even connect to the spaces. <laughs> so, like. Well, um, he knew better connection. Like, what is this? He does. He does need a better connection. Like what's going oh. on? <laughs> Alright, we got one more request. Let's see let's see if it works this time. There should be more emojis. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me see if I can like directly like send no no oh well it's saying they are up here as a speaker technically. And we have a request from Cat Russell. So I maybe I, I will bring Cat Russell up just to help us with technical difficulties for this for this moment. <laughs> All right. Hi, Cat. Tempting. No, I yeah I I'm, right. <laughs> I know I understand he's attempting. I believe it. I believe the attempts are being made. Okay, I was just making sure that that was known, like. Oh yeah, no, I knew from the beginning he was trying. Uh, is he trying? Is he? Trying? I don't know. He left again, so he didn't care that much. Or he's lying to all of us. He's just acting silly. He he is known to be on some on some silly things every now and again. <laughs> all right, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm inviting him to speak. I'm inviting him to speak. Let's see if this changes anything. Well, he's the only one having issues. 
That is true. Yeah, Cat was able to get up here. Also, doesn't live in Colorado. That was actually the other reason why I requested was to see like if there was more issues than just him, or if we can all blame him. Oh, so we can we can all blame him then. Damn, that's awkward. Embarrassing. I have I have one idea. I have one one last idea. If it doesn't work, we will get things started. What what is it? We're gonna try to make Cat Russell co-host, so that way he can potentially bring up Oliver. Because maybe it's maybe it's my controls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can give that a go. So if if uh, whoever is operating the burrito, maybe whoever is operating the burrito account could also try to invite him or see what it is. He's not currently in the space, so maybe this is maybe he's rebooting it one last time. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Looks like we may not be able to connect to Triz. Well, ready? Uh, I'm more than happy to co-host with you if you need a co-host. It don't yeah. matter. Yeah, I think I think we might we might just be running this one right now. Sorry about that, Triz. Sorry, Eleven. Sorry, everyone who tuned in uh, to hear the conversation as it was originally presented. We are very sorry for the technical difficulties. But uh, I think I think we are able to fill in as best as we can between Cat Russell and I, even though it is impossible to fill Tristan's shoes, <laughs> literally and and metaphorically. All right, that sounds good. It's fine. It's All fine. right. Um, is there anything in particular that you would like to pin to the top eleven? Um. I actually have no idea other than maybe my current drop. Maybe. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, let me, you know, let me go to your account real quick. I, I'll actually pin it up. I'll pin up the uh, the announcement post. While you're doing that, I will do the intro for the space. Then ready. Hi all, cool. thanks for joining. This is a burrito Dow event. Like most burrito Dow events, it should be pretty fun. This week week uh well today we're interviewing 11 um if you don't know about burrito dow we're a collective of artists and we do things like interviews events etc and it's all just about promoting artists in this space and raising awareness about them hi 11 hey (laughs) how are you pretty good how are you doing um well I'm still kind of nervous, but it's it's slowly getting it's slowly getting there. Like I feel more comfortable. Um, 
yeah, but I'm good. I'm good. Nice. I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> you know, Eleven, I don't think we've ever actually chatted. I've followed you for probably a solid year and a half now and always enjoyed looking at your work. So it's a real pleasure to get to do this impromptu interview with you. Yeah, I Thanks. appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we've never spoken before, I think. I actually no. have never spoken in a space before in general. I was just listening. So What? Yeah. Wow, I'm way too shy to be like a speaker on, on the space. That's why. <laughs> well, don't be nervous. We are very happy to have you here. We are very excited to have this conversation with you. We are very grateful that you decided to spend some time with us and muster up the courage to speak with a bunch of us silly cats over here. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. Um, Wonderful. It's being my first time, too. Well, then, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do in your own words? Um, so, basically, obviously, I go by 11. Um, I'm an artist and graphic designer based in Germany. Um, I've been designing since, like, eight years, I think. Um, and I've been creating digital art since, like, 2019. I think I've been a part of the Web3 space since 2020, September, around that. Um, in my work, I basically explore the psychology of colors, basically how they impact human emotions um, and behavior. Um, and well, I usually try to like convey certain feelings um, while playing with the colors in my work. And yeah, that's basically it. Speaking on colors, um, I, I think a very large percentage of your body of work tends to be two-tone with only like one other color present in it and like various shading levels of that. Has that always been your distinct style or did you kind of stumble upon that along the way? Um, I don't think it has been, it always has been my style. I think I have been doing this type of work since like, a few years 2018 I think um before that I was actually doing everything like I was actually creating physical art before I jumped into digital art I was creating with acrylic oil pastel watercolors all that stuff um then I took like a little break from art after I got like a exhibition at a museum with an oil pastel painting um I just kind of lost the passion in art and when I came back I just jumped into digital art and basically learned, well, like I got fascinated with psychology in general and then color psychology and I learned the color theory and all that stuff. So that became like a huge part of my work back then. Yeah. What, what would you say is the uh, most surprising thing that you have learned while you've been studying color theory? Mm, the most surprising thing. Um, well, I feel like it depends on culture and society, but there are like colors that have like a specific meaning. Um, for example, if you take red, for example, um, it's kind of like a color for love, passion, or anger, for example. Um, and something I've learned is that not necessarily has a color uh, basically express a certain feeling. It depends on how you use it. For example, I have a series um, 
right? It, it's about loneliness, for example, and the primary color is red, and red is basically about like a color usually associated with love. And so I learned that it's also it also depends on how you use the color. Um, it can convey a very specific or like a different feeling, and um, yeah. Just kind of taking a step back a little bit, I was wondering how are you feeling as we ease into twenty twenty three. Um. Well, I think um, the transition between twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three for me was pretty stressful with the job. Um, I've been working on it for like two months. Um, I've been working on just the teaser for like two months and then the artworks and all the promotional assets and all that stuff. And the art book was something I've been working on um, the entirety of 2022. So it was quite stressful, but I think um, after this drop, I will have more time to relax. And it was also kind of like a huge change for, for me that year um, because I used to be a designer in the esports industry and then I left the esports industry to be full-time in Web3. Um, so I think this year is kind of like a huge change for me. Um, it was pretty stressful, but I think it's getting, it's getting better. Yeah. That's awesome to hear that you switched over to full-time in the space. Um, has anything else interesting happened in your life as of late these past couple months? These past couple months, um, doesn't have to be art related. <laughs> no. And I wasn't thinking it would be, uh, I, I kind of know the answer, but I was just asking anyway. <laughs> um, well, it's not art related, but I got engaged to my fiance. <laughs> yeah, huge congrats on that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, other than that, nothing really happened. I was just working the entire time. Um, yeah. Did you all get to go on a fun vacation after the engagement? Um, not yet, but we are planning to. Um so um i guess nyc will be uh the next stop um but so far we were just like visiting visiting each other like in germany and in the u.s like uh, we keep switching so yeah oh awesome i didn't realize you were going to be out at uh nyc this year that's exciting yeah it would be my first time actually i've always wanted to like be at nft nyc um i just didn't have the money um <laughs> but now i do so i was like why not so yeah yeah it should be a good time i'm uh excited to see you out there then um <laughs> i guess diving back into your art a little bit uh when it comes to your art what takes more time overall is it the artwork itself or more of the design side mm, um it's actually quite difficult to say because it depends on the project i would say like if i have like a huge branding project of course it would take like a few weeks months even if i have like a huge project like my recent drop that will take months as well but if i compare like a single artwork and single design um art always takes longer for me um especially because for me i have like a emotional connection to my art so of course it takes a little bit to like um convey these feelings whereas with design I'm not emotionally connected to the design. Um, it's more like objective. So I would say art takes way, way longer for me to create. What does, what does the uh, the start of your design career in particular look like? Uh, how did you get started doing design work? How would others go about, you know, following that path? 
Um, for me and for a lot of people, actually, um, my gateway into design and also art was video games um, and anime. Um, might sound weird, but um, I'm a huge nerd, so I used to play a lot of video games back then. And back then, when you had like this huge trend of people um, releasing those gameplays on YouTube, you needed those graphics on YouTube, like YouTube banners and all that stuff. So I was like, um, let me do that. And then I just found out kind of that it's, it's, it's kind of fun to do so. And then a year later, um, 2016, when I was 16, I had an internship at a print design agency. And I was like, this is something for me. So um, a few years, a few, like a few years later, I had like a part-time job and then I went full-time and I, yeah, I, I just love design um, and video game, video games was just like the gateway for design for me. You mentioned it uh, earlier and all the work going into it, but can you talk a bit about your art book and what that process has been like? Um, <laughs> it was stressful. Um, I'm like a huge fan of um art books and all that stuff i'm like a collector of manga and books and all that stuff so i was like i really appreciate when someone's like taking their time with it and having all these details i was like if i ever ever release like an art book then i want it to be perfect so like at the beginning of 2022 i had like this idea of an art book but now when i look back to it, it's kind of like it doesn't really suit my current art style. It kind of developed along the way. Um, it was really hard to decide the design itself, but then there's a difference between designing it and then printing it because printing something is uh, you have to basically um, make sure that the color will actually look like um, like for me, my art is colorful. And then I had to make sure that it actually will look like um, the same. Like, if you look at my art on the display, will it look the same as in, like, the art book? Um, because the colors are so different. So um, it was really hard to um, figure out how to make my art actually look good, print it. Um, and then a book can have so many modifications, like a soft cover. And you have a hard cover. At first, I actually wanted to have, like, a dust cover jacket, and but that was too expensive, actually. So I just decided for, like, a hard cover with Art Deco. But I've always wanted to have, like, a sort of, like, a 3D effect. So, um, yeah, it just has a lot of work that goes into it, and it was very stressful to decide. Um, but I'm actually pretty, like, amazed with the, um, with the finished product. So, um, yeah. That's awesome to hear. I'm glad that it came out well. And yeah, that makes complete sense that, you know, just inks are their own unique beast that you're going to have to conquer along the way when making one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you're next to your bookshelf right now. And if you're not, you may have to go off memory. But what is <laughs> what's an art book on your bookshelf and a manga on your bookshelf that just stand out to you? Oh, my Berserk collection. <laughs> my Berserk Deluxe collection, Um, I feel like, because it's such a heavy, big book, and it's a hardcover book. And I was going to ask so if it's the big hardcovers. Oh. <laughs> um, I will have shows of my Berserk collection on my Akira um, collection, like this anniversary box. Um, It has, like, the manga, but also has, like, 
like a sort of like an art book, I guess, where it has like all those manga covers in it. But Berserk is just like a huge book, and the art style is so good that it looks even better when it's like printed on a on a large canvas. Um, so I would definitely say my Berserk collection. <laughs> Berserk is one of the most insane pieces of media, like, ever created. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I love Berserk. Like, I'm I'm so inspired by Berserk every single time. Like, Berserk is amazing. amazing. Yeah. I would really like to read Berserk, but uh, I, I am not a fan of reading manga digitally. And uh, yeah, I just have not decided to go down the rabbit hole of buying... <laughs> every single one of the giant hardcovers. Yeah, it's kind of like addiction at some point because uh, I'm a fast reader, so I will buy a Berserk volume and then I read it in like an hour or two. I'm like, shit, I need more. <laughs> it's like it's like collecting NFTs too. It's like some sort of addiction at, at some point, I feel like. Yeah, I, uh, I bought a copy of Dura Hey Duro a while back, and I was like, I'll read this on the plane. And I read it in like 20 minutes, and I'm like, oh, crap, I have the rest of the plane ride now. You got and to. then like when I landed, I went to like four manga places, and none of them had that manga. So I've been sitting and constantly forgetting to buy more editions of it. Yeah, I feel the same, especially like um, I'm so picky. I might live in Germany, but I like my manga in English. So it takes like 100 years to ship here. So I'm like, shit. <laughs> oh, really? That's interesting. Uh, so do you normally prefer to read in English or is that a manga specific thing? Uh, I prefer to read in English in general because um, I grew up with, um, how do I say that? Well, I grew up in Germany. I was born and raised in Germany, but my mom is Mexican and she lived in the U.S. So uh I learned English and German at the same time, but I remember all my books, all my video games were in English. So I'm kind of used to it to read in English, I would say. So as a, an uncultured American who does spaces, I always ask this when I have uh, European friends on here. Do you dream in English or in a different language or a mix? Um. I think in English, I dream in English, I do everything in English. Sometimes, though, if I curse, something German comes out. But that's the only thing that will ever come out that's German. <laughs> yeah. Most words, as a non-German speaker, when I hear German, <laughs> they sound like a curse word for the most part. Like, even the well, German word for butterfly is absolutely insane. Yeah, Schmetterling. Uh, oh my god, I said it with an accent. Oh my god, Schmetterling. That, was <laughs> that makes it sound like like that makes it sound like a UFO insect that's gonna like hunt you down. Yeah, it's quite funny because um, I actually don't know why it's called that because Schmetterling in German means like if you play volleyball and then you like hit the volleyball very hard, that's like Schmetterling. Like I don't know why that creature is called like that, but okay. <laughs> Just a fun fact. <laughs> Jumping a little bit more back into your professional life. Uh, what's the importance of remote work to you compared to, say, office work or working at, you know, a specific place? Um, well, actually, I've never had like an extra real job 
in an office or where I had to go to. Um, the thing is, um, I would say that Germany is very traditional when it comes to like design and art. Um, a lot of jobs here once you have a degree. And I actually was at university, but I dropped out because I was like, um, this is not for me when it comes to design because I'm like, when it, for me personally, in my opinion, when it comes to creative jobs, you don't need a degree. Um, for me, I had the experience and I had the portfolio to back it up. So I was like, let me just go for remote, um, especially because, um, as I said, I do everything in English anyway. So why not just go for a job that is like um, like a company that is located in the U.S.? So um, I've actually never had like a job um, that's um, that was in Germany, I've always had just remote jobs. So, um, yeah. Talking about your portfolio, uh, do you remember your earliest pieces that you've made? Is there one that stands out when, like, you were a kid and is, like, the first one where it's not, like, the crayon drawing mom put on the fridge, but you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, it's art? Um, I would say this... I actually don't have a photo of it. I kind of regret it. Um, but um, at school, we had some kind of like competition and we had to use oil pastel. And I think that was kind of like the beginning of my love for colors too. Uh, we had to draw like a, like a forest, but just use unusual colors. So what I used was red, orange and green, I think, for the trees. And that was actually like, um, we have a museum here in my hometown and... It was actually there inside the museum, like an exhibition. But um, as a teenager, as I said, I was, I'm was i a huge nerd. I play video games. And as a teenager, I was just like, I will play sick so I can play video games. So um, I was not, I was actually not there. So I don't have any pictures. But I think, think that was like the very first um, piece of art where I was like, this is actually art. Because before that, I was just like drawing characters or anything for fun. But this one was more like, where I actually have to think. So I would say this piece, yeah. Did you grow up watching Bob Ross by chance or have you ever watched Bob Ross? Was it like a late in life thing that like you suddenly discovered it? I'm just um, curious. No, I've actually never watched Bob Ross. Actually, never. Really? It's not. Oh, you definitely should. <laughs> never. Yeah, I... I I never watched Bob Ross until about five years ago. And I can tell you, you're missing something quite wonderful. I might be. I might be. Um, the thing, though, with me is um, when it comes to art, I, I, I really don't like, I don't know how to say it. I'm very picky when it comes to watching people creating art. Um, I cannot watch anyone create art because I'm like, now I got to create. Um, when it comes to sports, I'm like, I can't watch someone play f- football and I'm just like okay but when I see someone create art I'm like yeah now I will turn this off and I will create myself so I don't really watch anything where someone is actually creating yeah no I just asked because uh when you were talking about you know making a forest with these like vibrant colors versus the traditional colors of a forest there's times when he's just like slapping on all these dark paints and initially you're like that's not going to be right. And then 10 <laughs> minutes later, like, or you like get up and go grab a soda and you come back and you're like, what the hell? It looks amazing because he just works so quick. Hmm. Yeah. I actually never watched him, but now that you said it, um, I might look, li- might, might look into it. Maybe if I don't forget it. 
there's a reason everybody knows his name. Like it, it is what it is, but it's a very enjoyable experience along the way. The guy just knows how to how how to paint some happy little trees. Yeah. Um <laughs> sorry for that random aside. <laughs> Okay, okay. Did you know back, there's, uh, there's three copies of every painting? So there's three of each painting that Bob Ross made on the joy of painting. I didn't know that. Well, what's the point? There's the one that he makes first, and then there's the one that he makes on the show, and then there's one that he makes for the archive or something like that. Oh. And it looks the huh. same. More or less, like they're not the exact exact same, but they look pretty damn. So I'm sure they're like very very close. Well, I couldn't pull that off. I feel like, unless it's digitally, maybe. Hey, there's a reason why Bob was the best. <laughs> Everyone still talks about him. Everyone still watches him. He brings little squirrels on the show. It's amazing. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's just hard to hate on the guy. True freaking that. Um, getting back over to eleven though, <laughs> since that's why we are here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, go ahead. I, I can't just chill here. Wait, I mean, go ahead. I mean, I can't interview Bob Ross anymore. That time has passed. Sadly, kind of late. But we do have eleven here though, so we should probably make the most of that. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> and that said, <laughs> I, I was wondering, you know, what is your normal inspiration and motivation when you're making art? Um, well, for me, art is like therapy. So my m- main motivation is to um, 